it hasn't really happened in, in my lifetime, so to speak. But, you know, what does a, a trade war look like? I mean, what does it feel like? My, my better half is in the steel industry and, and a lot of the friends are in auto manufacturing. So this is an issue we're watching very carefully because I'm trying to plan my next year's uh, landscaping. And I'm like, I don't know if it's going to happen now because of Mr. Trump. Thank you, sir. But um, it's going to hurt us all, period. And there have been a lot of skirmishes over the year, you know, back uh, in Ronald Reagan's days. He slapped tariffs on Japan. That was in the 80s. And then President Bush imposed tariffs on European trading partners. But then that got canceled because of the blowback. But it was back in the 30s. There was this global trade war ended up uh, turning into a little world war. And we've got a couple of new reports coming out because the banks are now watching this really carefully. Scotiabank coming out saying if, if. The United States breaks all ties with partners. Canada will see our economy shrink by 1.8%. And that is just to start. And we could be looking at a recession. Whether it's North American-wide, whether it's worldwide, I don't know. That's the great unknown right now with Mr. Trudeau. Trump. Trudeau. Trump. They're hard to, they're hard to confuse, but nonetheless, Mr. Trump. Let's bring in Norm Levine. He is the managing director over at uh, Portfolio Management Corp. Hello there. You just made me laugh. Uh-oh. Well, at which point? <laughs> Trump and Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They both start with T, but they're very different. Let's start with, um, you know, what we're, we're, we're starting to see. Paint a picture, if you will. What does 1.8% look like of One, Canada's economy shrinking? 1.8% is... In a, not a booming year, in an average year, that's how much the Canadian economy would grow each year. Mm -hmm. And that would represent, like, job growth of 150, 160,000 people getting a new job that year. So that would maybe mean 160,000, 150,000 jobs lost in Canada. That's a humongous amount of, of, of hurt. Okay, so when you hear those Scotia numbers, is that a modest to me? And I Scotia number, Alex, is like the worst case scenario. Okay. They like they said if everything bad happened, and your and your listeners should know that the, the the worst thing that happened ever was in the 30s when the U.S. came out with uh, it was called the Smoot Hawley Act, and it basically shut down world trade mm-hmm. and helped prolong the re- the depression. For a very long time, it was a total disaster, and you would hope and think that today's advisors and politicians can can look back at history and say, you know, we can talk all we want, but we're not going to do that. Look well, they can, happened. they can, but will Mr. Trump listen to them? I mean, he he he's kind of a rogue guy, you know. He does he can change his mind on a dime. Um, so you don't really know where he's going with this. Well, one, one difference was is that Trump is doing things unilaterally here at the moment, but he can only do so much. The Smoot-Hawley Act was by Congress. Yeah. So at some point, Congress has to agree to what he is doing, if it's something more than one country at a time type thing, or... Just they'll let them get away with a little bit, and then they'll they'll jump in. So Congress. So, so Europe, uh, China, and Canada is not enough for them to like, say. Like Canada's Senate supposed to be the chamber of sober second thought. That's what Congress here is in the U.S. In Canada, a government can do whatever it wants if it has a majority. Yeah. In the U.S., they have what's called checks and balances, and Congress is the checks and balances here, 
And that is why when the Trudeau government announced a number of potential tariffs they're going to put on U.S. goods coming on, if it does happen, on July the 1st, they have actually targeted products made in key states where important senators and Congress people are that they they can hurt their their constituents. Yeah. Well, so yeah, but doing that. Okay. So, you know, there was the TD report that you had sent along for me to read. Um, which I guess shadows a lot of what Scotia was looking at, but that it was in, in the context of if auto tariffs are brought in. So that is yet another hit above and beyond the aluminum well, here, and steel. Well, here's another thing that they have to look at is, sure, it's great to say we're going to put 25% tariffs on cars from, from Canada and from Mexico. Um, but if you do that, the, the auto industry is so intertwined in parts and and cars go back and forth all the time in the process of being made, you can't not hurt the consumer whose costs will go through the roof, which will kill auto sales, and it's going to kill jobs in the U.S. Uh, if they put that on, it could cost over 600,000 U.S. jobs in, in a couple of years. And, these what are, if- and these are the people who supposedly voted for Trump. Right. So does he really want to go and do this. What I'd like to say here is there's a whole lot of talk going on so far. He's done this stuff on steel and the stuff on steel and aluminum, even though it's supposedly hurting Canadian companies and it's really hurting U.S. consumers more than Canadian companies because they just raise their prices. Uh, it's all targeted really at China. Yeah. And a lot of steel and aluminum that's made in, in, uh, in China comes through Canada, Mexico, the European Union, and gets resold into the U.S. as if it's from Canada, U.S., I mean, Canada, Mexico, Europe. And he's trying to stop that as well as stopping Chinese imports. That's why the tariff is on where it is now. The, the now, now, hold on. Market, let me let me ask you a question here, because I may be simplifying this, this, but why then would our country, Mr. Trudeau, then say, look, we will stop bringing in the Chinese steel and selling it back to you because we have Canadian steel we can make you, and we we, we certainly can uh, give the supply, maybe not as much, but the quality is certainly there. Right, but at the moment, Trump's not differentiating, even though we're saying that. It's like, prove it. Like they want to walk, Maybe they want to monitor what's coming through, if they can tell where it's coming from for a period of time. What I want your viewers to know, though, that right now it's a whole, other than the steel and aluminum, it's a whole bunch of talk. And the question is, how is it affecting markets? Because markets are predictors. They don't, uh, they, they anticipate, they, they don't react so much unless something comes out of nowhere. And right now, they're saying it's mostly a lot of talk. Uh, the auto stocks are generally doing okay, be it the uh, the parts companies and or the uh, or the assemblers, uh, the Fords, the GMs, are uh, the, uh, the assemblers, the uh, Magnas, uh, Linomars in Canada, are the uh, the parts companies. Uh, Magnas hitting new highs lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM hit a new high lately. Ford is moving back up. But Linamar and Chrysler are down some. So it's mixed, but it's not, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a disaster, sell all these stocks. 
Same thing, Stelco, which is the, the, the publicly traded uh, steel company in Canada. It's been up and down. It's, yes. it's volatile, but it's basically sideways. So it's not saying the world is coming to an end either. The Canadian dollar, though, is starting to sell off, which is somewhat of an indicator. But so far, people are saying it's a lot of rhetoric. We don't really believe it's going to happen. That doesn't mean it won't, but so far the market's reaction is skepticism. So are you feeling like all of a sudden in a couple of weeks, once the midterms are done, he's going to scale it back? (laughs) I'm asking you to play Kreskin. You can't guess what this man's going to do from hour to hour, so uh, you really can't. But as an investor, we have raised some cash for our clients just as a precaution, not a huge amount, but we've raised some cash and we want to watch what's what's going on because it's, it is rather unpredictable at the moment. Here, here's one question just before I let you go. You know, we had um, we have a government that promised deficit spending, you know, I think it was 10 billion and under um, and they have way surpassed it. They've tripled that, you know, plus some, um, you know, are we a little bit like Mother Hubbard right now that uh if the poop hits the fan, uh, our cupboards are bare. I mean, what happens? I mean, that money's supposed to be for stimulus and, and for the economy, but we don't have. We, we've long extended ourselves. Right. If 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 if, so, if if what this happens happens, it's actually Ontario that Canada is going to take a big hit. Ontario will take the biggest brunt, and that's where the cupboards have been left very bare. Yeah. 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 And. Great time for you to run, Mr. Ford. (laughs) People have inherited a horrible situation, and actually their hands are going to be tied. Like it's fine today to say we're not going to get newspapers anymore or something. That's little stuff, okay? Their hands are really tied until they can start to get the fiscal situation somewhat improved here. This is Ontario's disaster, not Canada. Fantastic. Great. I feel good now, Norm. Thank you. Okay, Alex. Anytime. Appreciate it. Uh, That is Norm Levine joining us tonight, and uh, I thank him for doing so. I I tried to get him this morning, and then uh, he had a golf game, and it got rained out, thankfully, for me, because now I can give his wisdom to you. So things worked out.